Hello there, and welcome to episode 5 of Right You Are. This is uh, starting to become a habit now. Um, I'm John Payne, by the way, in case you're wondering. And the last few episodes I've been reading out uh, chapters from my latest work in progress as an author. Uh, It's called The Badger Helper Watcher. It started off as a working title, but uh, I've told so many people that it's called that now that I'm just going to have to stick with it. And I do quite like it. It suits the quirkiness of my uh, sort of early teens novel uh, about, it's kind of like 1984 meets Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. That'll make sense uh, in the later chapters. Um, It's about a town where most of the people live on one hill. There's two hills. One is much bigger than the other. Most of the citizens of the town, which is called Valley Vale, live on one uh, hill in the, in the town. And someone else, far more mysterious, uh, one of his nicknames is the Gift Giver. He lives, he or she, or it, maybe, lives on the uh, much much bigger hill at the top and as the story goes on they find out more about him and what's going on every Friday they get exactly what they've asked for and it's starting to sort of have an impact on the town people have become lazy and everything it was kind of a when I started writing it all those years ago it was sort of like a a warning against uh, internet shopping and stuff of course at the moment uh, that's quite important but uh, in the long run it can obviously be damaging to the high street and all that anyway yeah it was that was the original idea uh, it's developed over time so anyway I've been reading a book I'm going to read uh, the chapter in a minute but I'll just tell you what I've been reading I've been reading uh, the autobiography of Peter Davison the, uh, the fifth doctor it's called uh Thinking is there life outside the box? It's called. It's very good, very insane. It's touching as well, so I can highly recommend that. Anyway, now I'm going to read out chapter two of uh, the Badger Helper Watcher. Chapter two, or Hardback Hoarder. No one could quite take in what they'd just been told. Sam and his mum and dad had been waiting for some further explanation from Bob for quite a few seconds now, but he was just stood there, trying to muster up a mysterious and enigmatic expression without much hook. Sam thought that he looked more like a sweet had gone down the wrong way. It had. Cough, cough. Are you okay, Bob? Sam's mum asked, concerned. Cough. Yes, yes, I'm sorry about that. I was sucking on a mint, and it suddenly went down the wrong pipe. I'm okay now. Everyone was pleased for him, except Ruff, who didn't care, but Bob still hadn't offered any further explanation to his weird statement. Sam was the first to crack. What did you mean, there's no crime in Valley Vale, Bob? Sam's mum started to shoot her son a stern look of annoyance. She told him before about calling adults by their proper titles, but then she remembered that Bob wanted to just be called Bob. 
so she thought that she'd let this exception prove the rule. Bob straightened himself up and prepared to explain. Well, young Sam, I meant what I said. There is no crime in Valley Vale. We're a very happy little community that wants for nothing, so no one commits any crime. It's as simple as that. The family looked at each other, bemused again at what they just heard. But then Bob's expression changed slightly, from proud to slightly sad and disappointed. However, I knew it, Sam's dad uttered, far too enthusiastically. What aren't you telling us, Bob? Sam's mum patted her husband on the hand in an effort to calm him down a little, although she was almost as overly curious as him. Bob continued, slightly flustered by the out-of-towners' reactions. Well, there is one man who's as close to a hardened criminal as we're hopefully ever going to get in our lovely, lovely little town. Sam's dad could see that Bob was starting to get lost in his thoughts. It was nice to see a bit of civic pride, particularly in a jolly old policeman, but time was getting on and kick-off was at eight. Who is it? Sam's dad asked. Old Mr. Googlewick, Bob blurted out at the same time returning from his dream world. He's a nice old gent who lives on his own. Has done since his wife. He remembered that Sam was in the back of the car. Since his wife went to a possibly better place than Valley Vale. His house is very small, so he doesn't like to clutter it up with new things anyway. So he's always borrowing books from our local library. Large print books, you know, for the visually impaired. The problem is, he's he's getting on a bit now. Not as much as Alf the paper man, but he's starting to get a bit forgetful. Anyway, to cut a long story short, it's a bit late for that, isn't it? Sam's dad muttered under his breath. Sam wondered who Alf the paper man was. He's always forgetting to take his books back, Bob said. Sorry, Bob said this very quickly, as if the words were burning his mouth. And he wanted to let them out so he could carry on be- with being his jolly self. But he didn't return to being his jolly self. He just stood there, hanging his head, as if what he just told them was the most shameful thing he'd ever had to admit to anyone. Sam thought the old policeman was waiting for someone to say something like, That's awful! Or, Is there anything I can do? But what he'd said didn't stir any such reaction. No one knew what to say. Sam's dad broke the silence. Well, it's been nice meeting you, Bob, and we'll... It makes the library it makes the librarians sad, you see. Bob quietly interrupted. What? inquired Sam's dad, thinking that he couldn't possibly have heard what he just thought he'd heard Bob say. When they have to phone him up or write to him, demanding that he return the books, it makes them sad. And when the librarians are sad, it affects the whole town, because everyone goes in the library at some point. Well, almost everyone. Bob stopped and stared up solemnly at something that Sam couldn't see from where he was sat. Sort of S's, and Why doesn't he get fed up with the letters and just return the books? Sam blurted out. Oh, he always tells them he will. But then he forgets again. Sam considered Bob's answer, but then realised something. Don't the fines help him to remember? The old policeman stared at Sam in disbelief and then looked at his parents, as if to ask them how they raised such a crazy child with such ludicrous ideas. 
Finding an old man for being a bit forgetful will be a bit harsh, don't you think, young man? No, he'll remember eventually. We've just got to be patient with him. Bob seemed to be back to his jolly self now, and Sam didn't want to spoil that for him, so he didn't say anything else about the matter. Then Ruff started barking, suddenly losing all interest in the waffle shop. In response to the sound, Sam's dad looked at his watch and then patted his favourite dog on the head. Good boy, Ruff. You're right. Only an hour to go until the footy. We'd better get unpacked. He looked up at Bob, who had now totally recovered from his brief, sad spell. Are you getting off now then, Mr Smith? said Bob cheerfully. Yeah, but we'll see you soon, Bob. We'll have to have you round for tea sometime, Sam's mum added lovingly. See you, Bob shouted Sam from the back of the car. That's Bob the Bobby to you, young Sam, Bob joked, and with that, the Smiths headed off to their new home. Right, well, that's it. Uh, That was chapter two, or Hardback Order. I've tried to give each chapter a um, sort of subtitle. Uh, I mean, that that happens a lot in books anyway. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, just a few amendments. The I'm not sure if I'm going to keep the, the library aspects of it. Uh, it plays quite a big part, but there's bits that contradict the points of the library in a way, in the story, as you'll see as I read each chapter. Uh, I, might, I might try and keep it, but there is, yeah. Um, yeah and also, Sam's dad, I'm trying to make going to try and make him a bit less all about watching the footy because um, I don't know just to give him a bit more depth so well, I'll see anyway it's, it's only the first draft 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 so uh, I hope you're enjoying it and I will speak to you soon um, I'm going to tomorrow uh, as you may know may or may not know I've been doing a show called The John Show it's a Artistic title, isn't it? It's just a point on the one show. But um, yeah, usually on a Tuesday night, I do a hospital radio show. But at the moment, um, we're staying away from the hospital, obviously, for obvious reasons. So I've just been doing a half hour show, roughly half an hour, on a Tuesday night. Recording on a Tuesday night. You can listen anytime, obviously. But uh, I've been doing that just to keep my uh, hand in doing all the regular features that I do on that, introducing a bit of music and all that. So if you're interested, uh, check it out, the uh, the John Show, uh, on the same uh, channel as, as this one, Radio John. Anyway, a lot of Johns there. Anyway, I uh, hope you enjoyed this instalment of um, Right You Are, and um, as I said, I'll speak to you soon. Bye.